Wake up, wake up everybody. It is the first of the month and I am so fired up to bring this podcast to you this morning. And this is on a topic that most of us, I would guess, struggle with out there, which is time, productivity, time, efficiency. Do you feel like you're just you know, your time's just racing away from you every single day. Do you feel like you've tried to put good systems in place to save time and effort that just, you know, really haven't worked for you? That was my case for a while. Just very poor systems in place, very cumbersome systems that did not allow me to maximize my day-to-day. And uh, just through the process of elimination and trying to figure out new things as they come out, I have uh, I've improved that a lot. And so I would encourage you today, if you feel that way, or even if you do feel like you're on top of things, but Sometimes things are falling through the cracks, uh, you know, every now and then. You might still want to check out these top 10 productivity tools that I use every single day. And it doesn't really take you a lot of time on these. That's what I love about these that I'm, that I'm bringing to you today. There were some in the past that really took a lot of time and effort to try to get into and learn. And it was really hard for me and my staff. And these are much more simple. And so I'm uh, going to go ahead and just dive in here without waiting any longer. The first idea is Boomerang. Boomerang is a Gmail add-on, and it can be used to add, uh, manage your inbox each day. And what I do is I have my staff send me very important emails from my work email over into my Gmail that I need to see. That way we are filtering out all of the just all of the massive amounts of emails that I get every single day. They are filtering that out. If it's something that I don't need to see, if it's something that really doesn't require my attention whatsoever, they're handling it on their own. If it's something that might be sort of somewhat important for me to see, but it's not anything I need to get to right now, it's just, hey, let's make a note of that at some point. I want to get that out to Jared. They'll just put in Outlook, they'll just flag it a certain color. I think it's yellow that just says, you know, for Jared's review later or something like that. But the things that I really need to see and the things that I really need to get to, as long as there's no confidential information or any secure issues or anything like that, they're kicking it out to my Gmail account. So when I look at my phone every day now, instead of having, you know, over 150 emails that come in and most of them not really anything that I needed to tend to, I've got, you know, maybe nine emails each day that I really need to do something with. And... I would encourage you to do that. I would encourage you that if your staff members are not doing that for you right now, have them start sending emails out to you to some other source. That way you're not just getting bogged down in the clutter of emails. I mean, I was spending two hours a day or more in the middle of a busy day. If you add up all the minutes I was in email, probably probably even more than that on some days, but on certain days that I would track it, it was about two hours or sometimes a little more that I was just spending in email and not really able to reach out to my clients, not really able to get to the things that I need to do. And then even when I get home, you know, there's still a bunch of emails I haven't been able to get through that day and it was just too much for me. So I had this, uh, this app quite a while back called Mailbox that Dropbox had come out with, and it was like the answer to, <laughs> to all of my issues because you could suspend messages to tomorrow, you could suspend messages to next week. I'm not sure what happened there with Dropbox, but they basically just said, I think like sometime in April or something like that, Dropbox is no longer going to be used, and so, or maybe even now, maybe it's already over with now. But I used that for a little while. It was a little bit cumbersome, and so what I found was... Boomerang, and Boomerang is a Gmail add-on that allows me to either suspend my messages or send them later. You know, I can I can be putting this podcast out at four in the morning or something like that, and then send it out to you guys at a later time. 
through my Gmail, but my staff can also suspend how they send me messages and only let things pop up whenever I need to see those. And those emails that are really important that you read them and you're like, oh my gosh, I really don't have time to do this right now, but it's really important. I can't let this fall through the, the cracks. Boomerang really helps with that too. You not only get to go through your emails and schedule emails for being sent out at a later time, it also allows you to boomerang emails back to yourself that you want to deal with later. So let's say I open up an email and there's a ton of information there and I just can't deal with it right now. I can boomerang it for four hours, eight hours, two days, two weeks, however long I want to, and it's going to come back to me at a later time. You can even have messages come back to you depending on rules that you set up and parameters you set up. So if I send someone a message, I can tell it to boomerang that message back to me if the person hasn't responded within a certain number of days. That way it's right there at the top of my inbox again, and it's helped me prevent so many things from falling through the cracks. Because when you're in email and you're just in the flow, it's easy to answer something, reply, send it off, or even check it and mark it as read and it's unbold. And then it just gets pushed down in your email throughout the day. And it prevents things from, uh, from not being able to slip through the cracks. The number two productivity tool is Asana, S-A-N-A. It's a time and task management tool that allows you to create and share task management to your team. And we use this to assign tasks between the different team members that I have. We can manage notifications. We can manage messages. There's even an instant message feature in there. And I can give tasks a due date. So if I have a one-time task that I want to send to my staff member, Andy, I can assign it, put a to-do date on there. He can uh, comment on there. He can ask any questions. He can make his own notes on it. And then we're set. And then I set my, I uh, use Asana to assign myself tasks uh, throughout the day so that it, I have an ongoing to-do list to where I don't forget about certain things. And the thing I love about this is that I can go through there and I can see my staff's tasks that they've even set up for themselves. I can see my staff's tasks that I've set up for them. I can see tasks that they've set up for me. And it's just a really good system. The iPhone app and the iPad app are really good. The The most functional way to use this is on your uh, is on your PC but I would encourage you to go and download Asana. It may take you a day or two to get used to it, and there's a lot of different features on there that really I never use or really probably care about. But uh, it's a very user-friendly, real-time way to keep a to-do list or to-do tasks going between you and your staff that anytime a change is made, you see it pop up instantly. And it's been super super helpful for us to get uh, a real-time to-do list going. Anything that I ask of my staff early that morning that I don't want them to forget, but also that I want to make sure that I know where it stands and when it gets done, I just set a task for them. I can see it all through the day. I can see any comments they've made on that task. It is all in real time, and it is awesome. And again, since I've got it on my phone, then I've got it with me all day long. I can see what tasks are being handled by my staff. It has been a great, great tool for us. The third productivity tool, as you guys have heard me mention before, is Waze, W-A-Z-E. It is a little hard on your battery life on your phone, but you may have heard another recording of mine that I knew that. I deleted it because I'm such a battery freak. I always want a, a, a high-charge battery. But then I went back and downloaded it again and said, you know what, the benefits of Waze are so great and it saves me so much time as I'm out driving around each day that I can drain a little bit of battery life to save literally hours and hundreds of hours 
uh, you know, hours a week and hundreds of hours throughout the year. Uh, it is great. It used to look a little cartoonish. They've come back and revamped that and made it look really nice. The thing I probably love about it the most is that if I'm running late to a meeting, I can text message a client of mine or a business partner of mine, and it basically sends them a link that says, I'm on my way to such and such address. Uh, I, I estimate arriving at such and such time. It puts the time on there that Waze is tracking. And then it's got a button that they can push or a link they can push to take them to your route to where they can see you as you're coming. So, if, again, if I get caught up in traffic, which typically doesn't happen because Waze reroutes me, but if I get hung up in something that's just taking me a little bit longer and Waze hasn't, you know, it might be sending me the fastest route, but that fastest route is down a one-lane road to where that's, all, that's the only way I can go, then I can just shoot that message out to somebody and uh, they'll know that I'm running a little bit late. They can call me if they need to, but I found that running late with, uh, with a little bit of a heads up is usually fine for most people as long as you're not doing it all the time. So it's been really good. The fourth big productivity tool that I use each day is Harvest. And Harvest is actually a billing tool that has nothing to do with my business. One of my clients turned me on to this about two years ago. And I'll tell you, this is the one, if, it's, if any of these are going to you know, make some of you a little bit maddened, as far as you know, it's a little bit maddening for you, this one might be the one. I think my personality plays well into it. But if you're really wanting to figure out where you're wasting time each day, and if you're really wanting to figure out where you spend the most of your time every single day, download Harvest. This is more set up for someone, let's say, like a good buddy of mine that runs an IT business, and he's constantly having to switch to different clients, different projects, and he's having to keep timers going of what he's billing those, uh, those clients. My business doesn't really work that way, but what I did was I assigned my own tasks. So I've got revenue-generating activities. I've got non-revenue-generating activities, just the busy grind, like you know, working through emails. That's a non-revenue-generating activity. Uh, phoning and meeting with clients, those are revenue-generating activities. That's me trying to reach out to my clients and get meetings set up and those sort of things. Those are revenue-generating activities. So I've actually got them broken out between billing and non-billable accounts. So that would be my version of revenue-generating is the billable. Non-billable is the non-revenue-generating. And all it does is it tracks my hours each week, and I can see where I'm spending percentages of my time not generating revenue. And I'll tell you, it's very humbling when you think you've worked really hard all week and you're a little bit tired and you're like, man, it's been a tough week. I've just been go, go, go. And you pull up Harvest and you see that, uh, that you're, you've been you know, 51% productive that week on revenue generating activities. And uh, it, you know, there's no way you would know that. You, you would think that everything that you're working on is just super productive. You're super busy. You're flying through things. You're checking things off. But as you've heard me say before, many times we get into that uh, system. If you think back to Stephen Covey's four-quadrant time management system, we get caught up doing a lot of things that are not critical, not urgent, don't really need to be done right now, and, and it just makes us feel really busy. So download Harvest. One of the things you may want to do is assign a dollar amount per hour. This is something that I didn't do at first, and then I came back and did it, and it's really helpful. At first, I put a lot of money there. I put like I don't know, $3,000 per hour. Just so I, when I was, you know, in my revenue generating activities, it really would motivate me and fire me up and go, man, you know, there's, there's a lot of money there, you know, or whatever. And it just got too, the numbers just got too big. They didn't mean anything. So what I did was I went back and I put all of my billable hours at $1 
per hour. And it may seem a little silly, you know, when you hear that, but $1 per hour. That way, you know, some of the some of the days I get through or some of the weeks I get through and I'll see that I've worked 31.5 hours total. And if I've just been in meetings all week, if I've gotten caught up in a lot of non-revenue generating activity, it may show that my, my uh, billable hours have only been, you know, $15.27. So I should have been able to capture 31 well, I'll go back on that. You're never going to be able to capture 100% of, of the hours that you're working because, let's face it, there's just stuff in all of our business that we have to do to move the business forward that just really isn't revenue generating for us. It just It's, it's just part of the business, right? It's part of business cost. So you're never going to have 31 hours that you've gone through that week uh, up to that point and have 31 hours that you've had billable. That's just not realistic. But we're trying to figure out, my staff and I now, what that number should be. Uh, I know 51% of being in revenue activity is not good. Should it be 70? Should it be 80? That's what we're experimenting, experimenting with and testing right now. But if you set all of your billable hours at $1 per hour, you can really see that if 30 hours were logged and only 15 hours were billable, that basically means that you got paid, you know, maybe it's not half, but maybe you know, maybe you should get that number on up to 70, 80 percent because, again, you'll never hit 100. So that may sound a little bit complex, but you've got these little timers that you have in there. And every time I switch to a new task, I'm basically going in there, pulling down the drop down menu of the assigned task that I've customized, starting a new timer. As soon as I get off of that task, I stop that timer, hit the drop down menu, start a new task. And again, that might be a little bit maddening for some of you, but try it for two weeks. If you really want to spend efforts on figuring out where you're not being efficient in this business or where you're wasting time, you can spend two weeks doing something and then ditch it after that if you want to. But this is actually about my third time to come back to this uh, app with different staff people. And as we change and maneuver through our systems, it's been really helpful. And what it does is, the thing I love about it, it allows me to send a report to my staff at the end of every week that shows every activity that I logged, it shows every percentage of time that I spent doing those activities, and then it really shows them was I profitable or not profitable. So one of the things that I enjoyed showing them, I guess enjoyed is the right word, was that staff correspondence was taking up, uh, of the time that I had, it was taking up at one point about 30% of my time. And we have to communicate. We have to, you know, as systems change and as my staff people change from time to time, we have to communicate with each other. We have to make sure that we are very open on what's going on so nothing gets dropped. But I was able to show them that over 30% of my week was spent just sitting in meetings with them, and they were able to see very quickly that, hey, that is not a good use of your time. We are not going to be able to get bonused. We are not able to, gonna, you know, we're not able to move the business forward. We need to make our meetings very quick and efficient whenever we see you. And those meeting times have cut way down. Instead of me just saying, hey, we're meeting too long, let's cut these meetings down, and then seeming like someone that doesn't want to really spend time or communicate with my staff, they were able to see it for themselves on the report that I send out to them. And that's been really helpful. The next one is Handle. You guys may have heard me mention that before. This is another Gmail add-on. So if you use Gmail, this one's going to be good for you. If you don't use Gmail, there might be something else out there. I'm just not familiar with it. Maybe Yahoo has something. Um, I asked a buddy this week what his email address was, and he told me such and such at AOL.com. I was like, man, no, not your email address from 1992. What's your email address today? And he's like, oh, leave me alone, man. I'm still on AOL. I like it. It's user-friendly. I was like, I didn't even know AOL was still in existence. Uh, maybe I'm out of the loop on that. But uh, but if you use Gmail, Boomerang and, and uh, Handle are going to be great for you. But Handle is basically the first 
to-do list system that combines calendar, email, and uh, basically a to-do list. And so you've got all of that merged in there together to where I can make emails part of a to-do list. I can send to-do items over to a calendar that I've got in my, in my Gmail. It has just been great. And the iPad app is actually way more user-friendly than the Gmail add-on that I use on my computer. In fact, I don't even really use that anymore. I just pull up my iPad each day, and I've got the user-friendly uh, handle app right there um, ready to roll. And I just mark off tasks. I suspend tasks. I put things in there that I don't want to fall through the cracks. I've actually started using um, Asana more than, uh, than Handle just because it's a little more user-friendly, it seems like, but I can also integrate my entire team onto Asana. So if it's something that I'm just personally needing to create a to-do list for or something that I don't necessarily need my staff to see as part of our big wor- workflow items, then I will just put it over on Handle, especially if I need to make, uh, take an email and directly make it a to-do list item, then that's really easy to do through Handle. <clears throat> the next one, guys, is Rescue Time. And this is a hidden gem that I didn't know about. If you go on rescuetime.com, I believe it is, you can download the app onto your computer. And basically, I I don't know why I didn't know about this before, but I I came across it about a month or two ago. But basically what it does is anytime you pull open a new window, anything on your computer that you pop up a new window for, it is always running in the background. And it tells you what websites you're going to. It tells you where your productivity is or where you're wasting your time. So they break down things into... Highly High productivity, productivity, neutral, distracting, or very distracting. And you can actually go in there each day and see the few sites that you've gone to or the few things that you've done on your computer. And if it mislabels something, you know, like yesterday, I think it had something like um, LinkedIn. It had LinkedIn as very distracting. Well, normally that would be the case for some people. For me, we run a lot of our business off LinkedIn, posting things, advertising, those sort of things. And so LinkedIn is actually very productive for me. Anytime that I'm on LinkedIn, I'm not just sitting there wasting time. I'm actually getting stuff done. So I went in there and recategorized it as productive. I didn't put it as very productive because I can waste time in there sometimes just looking through people and just trying to see who's connected to who that are clients of mine and just just get lost in that name game sometimes. But I marked it as productive just because um, of the way we use it in our business. So what Rescue Time will do is it'll show you if you've been in uh, not just, I think I said web pages, it's not just web pages. It's all uh, applications on your computer. So it tells me how much time I've spent in Outlook for the day, which is very unproductive or very distracting. I labeled it yesterday. So I think yesterday I finished the day, if I remember correctly, like 55% productive. And my biggest issue was I got caught up in emails. I got caught up trying to trying to comb through and figure out where certain emails were and certain things that people were writing in. Guys, if you're going to have someone on your staff or if you're going to figure out a way to send out messages from your main email source out to something like Gmail or something like that, you have to be disciplined enough to give up the control to still go in there and check your outlook like I did yesterday. It showed me how much time I spent on Facebook. So I don't use Facebook as much for my business. There's some advertising and things like that that we do on there. Some of you may be using it more, but I put Facebook as very distracting. So I'm, I'm able to go in there and see with a very small amount of time after downloading, downloading Rescue Time 
that really this thing is just straight up honest with me and tells me where I'm wasting time each day. So the, the Harvest app is good for setting timers for just tasks that I'm doing and seeing what I'm, what I'm spending my time doing, whether it's phoning, whether it's meeting with clients, whatever. But the Rescue Time actually shows me on my computer where I'm going each day, what apps have been opened, what I'm visiting. And as soon as you click open your screen to another app, even though the other uh, application may be running in the background or web page may be running in the background, it starts your new time on um, you know, whatever it is that you're on now. So the only thing you might want to watch out for is if you go to lunch or if you go off to a meeting, try to close everything down. Just get back to your desktop. Even if you've got those web pages or apps running in the background, you don't want it sitting there just, just counting your time as though you've been on Facebook for two hours when you were out meeting with, uh, with clients. You can also go in there if you realize that happened and you can, uh, you can tweak the time uh, for that day or you can make it, uh, you can adjust the time that you, uh, back to where it should be. So rescue time, go download that. It's a really good one. The next one is Slack. And if you, if you guys know me very well, or if you work with me here, you may think this is a, a, a joke if I say that Slack is productive. But what I've been using Slack a lot more lately for is to communicate between my staff members and then also communicate between my leadership team here. We just have a lot of you know, we just have a lot of on, ongoing dialogue or ongoing lists that we need to keep up with. And Slack is very easy. It's a very easy way to um, send private messages to each other. You can actually create private channels, and you can get in and out of those channels. Many of you listening to this are on our Slack message board, and you you know that you know that from just being on the on the board. But you can create private channels, private messages. Uh, you can send files, pictures data, whatever to each other. It's like a glorified group text message and Outlook combined together. It's very easy to search. It stores everything forever so you don't, you know, you don't have to worry about this retention system that Outlook has where your mailbox gets too full or anything like that. Everything is there that you've sent before and, uh, and it has been great for just collaboration, productivity, and, uh, and just, you know, just sharing ideas that we don't have to go into Outlook and then go back and try to search for certain emails and things like that. So uh, if you're not on Slack already for the podcast in our private message group, that could be a good one for you and your staff to use as well. Uh, the next one is going to be a little, little uh, quick version here, but it's Pomodoro. If you guys have never heard of the Pomodoro system or the Pomodoro timer, it started off as the idea of giving you 25 minutes and then letting you go take a break for like five minutes, but it's just a built-in timer. There's an online uh, version. There's a, uh, an app version. But what I like to do is just set my Pomodoro timer for 50 minutes, as you guys have heard me mention before, try to get into that deep work with no distractions, and then take about a 10 to 15-minute break. You need that for your brain to slow down and get the, you know, just, just rest and rejuvenate. And then what do I do? I just dive right back in, set another timer. But Pomodoro is good. I don't use Pomodoro quite as much anymore since I've got the Apple Watch and the Apple Watch helps me just really quickly instead of having to open up an app or open up a website or whatever, I just tap the timer. Uh, it's on my, I've customized it on my home screen here on my Apple Watch. Uh, far right corner, I just hit the timer and I set it for 15 minutes. It takes you know half a second to do that, and then I'm off to the races. And uh, it's just it's just a little bit faster and easier. So if you don't have a, a watch or a timer or something like that, go to Pomodoro. It's very easy. The next one is Join.me. Join.me. There is a free version and a paid for version on this site, but Join.me allows you to share your screen, just like uh, you know a GoTo meeting or something like that. But the good news is they've got a free version of this, and it has the exact same security software as your bank does. So if you're going to Wells Fargo, Bank of America, Chase, any of that, the same secure software 
that you have whenever you're pulling up your bank accounts and you're pulling up all of your information and documents and everything is the same secure software that join.me um, uses. It's uh, LogMeIn was, was an older version before they came out with join.me, but I can get on there. I can share things with my team. I can share things with staff. If there's anything I need to walk anybody through as far as documents, calculations, any of the people that I'm managing or directing here at our office, I can pop it right up even on my iPad. There's an app for your iPad. You can pop it right up on the iPad. I can walk through. I can see what people are having uh, tr troubles with, new people in our business or new staff people. And I can sit there at a Starbucks or wherever and just walk them right through those processes to help them get back up and running. And that has been very helpful. When you first uh, pull it up, you've got to download the sharing ability to your system so you will need to download the app but if you're using it for other people out there the one thing you want to tell them is is when they pull it up when they go to join.me and that's all it is it's not join.me.com it's just join.me when you go to that it makes most people think that they also have to download an application just the way the screen pops up they're like oh, okay i've got to download an app now you just tell them no you don't have to download an app go to the far right corner there's a section there that says join a meeting and there's a code that you give them and uh and you you do that so the paid for version just gives you a little bit more uh it's, it's not more secure like a lot of people might think but it just gives you a few more options gives you some annotation tools while you're on the screen uh, but the free version, if you're not doing anything that needs um, annotating or anything like that, ends up working out uh, really well for, uh, for meetings and things like that. So this brings me to my last big idea, and this is tape a call. And uh, I'm sure there might be some other apps out there that allow you to tape your phone calls or record your phone calls. I found out about this one. And I would say it's okay. It's, it's the best version. It's the highest rated version that I saw at the time that I was downloading this. But there's just a lot of, uh, there's a lot of conversations out there that either I use for coaching or teaching or even business coaches that I've hired before. You know, I'm listening to them on the phone. I'm taking notes or I'm listening to, um, you know, people in my office that are doing things and I'm taking notes. But sometimes there's just that that, that little section, those key nuggets in a conversation that you need to go back and be able to listen to, and it's very simple. You open up the app, you hit the button to, to start uh, recording a call, and what it does is it actually starts a separate phone call, almost like you're doing a three-way call. So if you've got somebody else on the phone, you tell them to say, hey, hang on one second, open up the app, start that phone call, and then merge the two phone calls together, but basically they they never know what happens. If you're doing anything business-wise out there, I would encourage you just by the recording laws and things out there, you have to tell somebody when they're being recorded. You can't just, you know, you can't just do that because of the privacy laws and the, and the fair business laws out there. Um, but you can say, look, this phone call is being recorded for quality assurance or what, you know, whatever it is that they always say. I use it more, like I said, for coaching calls, for, um, you know, even if I'm the one doing a coaching call with one of my reps, I'll record that and then I'll just send it straight over to them in an email and a text message. I can put it right into Dropbox. It's very easy. And, uh, and it's not, you know, you can hear like kind of a little, like a little clicking in the background every now and then. It's probably not the best quality, but it has definitely served the purpose for what I need. So those are the 10 top productivity tools that I use every single day. And I would encourage you to go back uh, through this uh, recording and just listen to each one. But I'll recap them here for you real quick. There is Boomerang, the Gmail add-on. There is number two, Asana, which is a group 
to-do list or group file sharing, uh, not file sharing, but a group to-do list sharing system to where you can see in real time comments people are making and just to-do activities that people are getting checked off. There's number three, which is Waze, which has saved me hours and hours uh, out in traffic, just rerouting me to different places that I should go because it's all real time, which is great, and being able to send people messages when I'm late. There's the fourth one, which is Harvest, and that is tracking my time each day on these little tracking uh, clocks online. And there's even an iPhone app. I forgot to mention there's an iPhone app for Harvest. So if I'm out doing something, I can start a timer right then as well. Um, and that has been really good for, uh, for me to see and send out reports to my team. The fifth one is Handle. This is another Gmail add-on. It's a to-do list that combines calendar, email, and to-do list. And it has been great for just personal to-dos and tasks. Then there is number six, Rescue Time. Shows you where you're spending your hours each day, what apps you have open, what websites you're going to. Slack, number seven, allows collaboration between, you know, like I said, a glorified group text message system that combines, you know, basically group messaging and an email type format where you can share files and it's always right there. You can mention people's names. You can search very quickly. It, uh, it has been just uh, uh, great for our team. Pomodoro, the time tracking system where you're putting it on for 25, 30, 50 minutes, whatever, and then taking a 5, 7, 10, 15 minute break, whatever you need. It just keeps, you know, it, it counts through the minutes and then as soon as the minutes are over, it starts another timer that counts your break, however long you're taking a break for. So it, uh, it's great at just keeping you on track. Join.me, join.me, J-O-I-N.me, if you can't hear me well on that. Uh, is a screen sharing system, almost like a go-to meeting, something like that. Very secure, free, and uh, and very, very, very user-friendly. It's not cumbersome like some of them out there. The paid-for version has a few more options. And then the last one, tape a call, which is just a phone recording uh, system that allows you to record your phone calls and store those, like I said, in Dropbox and email, however you want to send those out. And that has been really good for just getting those key nuggets that I might miss on a call or I might miss on, um, you know, taking notes or something like that. So go out and rock it every single day. Let me hear your comments on how you're using these, uh, these different ideas to go out and be more productive every single day. I think that's the goal for all of us. And, uh, and I'd love to hear if you have ideas for other productivity tools that you're using because I'm always, always hungry and looking for new ways to be more productive and reach our maximum potential every single day. Thanks so much, guys. Have a great week.